Are you amazed when people drive their vehicles for over 250,000 miles? How often should you change your engine oil? What techniques can improve your mileage? Would an expensive fuel injection cleaning improve your engine performance? This is Car Guy with Brett Beechler of Beechler's Vehicle Care and Repair. Find out how to substantially reduce your cost per mile and extend the longevity of your vehicles. Welcome to Car Guy with Brett Beechler on PeoriaLife.com. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us again on the Car Guy. I'm Greg McCoy here with the Car Guy himself, Brett Beechler. How you doing? Fantastic. Yourself? I'm doing great. Uh, once again, this is the Car Guy on PeoriaLife.com. And we're here to talk about cars and car repair. And today, specifically, we're going to talk about an interesting topic that a lot of people don't think about too much, but they should because it's probably going to cost them a lot of money. And that is extended warranties. Mm-hmm. Now, as I understand it, there's a couple different kinds of warranties. Is yes. that correct? When you yes. buy, buy a vehicle, whether it's new or used. Um, so would you kind of talk about the different kind of warranties and how they're different and how they're the same and so forth? Absolutely. I'd, I'd love to. Okay, so the, the, there are two types of warranties. There's a manufacturer warranty, and there is an extended warranty. So the manufacturer warranty is when you buy purchase a new car, that's what comes from the, the manufacturer themselves. You buy a GM car, they send you a manufacturer, they go with a manufacturer warranty. Those are automatic. You have no decision-making in those um, when you buy a new car. Um, they're wise ideas. Obviously, they're wise ideas. They view it as a competitive issue because it used to be three years, 36,000 miles on a lot of cars. They bumped it up to 50. They bumped it up to 100 now um, only because that's what everybody else is doing. But in the background, the good good thing about that is products are made better than they were in the past. And as much as some of the old timers you know, don't like that you know, because they love the 70s and the 80s cars, but I would take a modern day car or the older cars any day because of the efficiency, um, how how well built they are, um, the breakdown is much much lower. So that's that's the one arena of the manufacturer warranty. The one we focus on and trying to encourage and educate folks of generally speaking not purchasing these warranties are the extended warranties. Um, what's interesting is most of the warranty companies are have a home in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and what they've found is with this aspect is the St. Louis attorney general spends a, a significant portion of their time, much more, uh, uh, time than the average, uh, gen, uh, attorney general does, um, addressing consumer complaints on these particular packages that a lot of these companies sell out there. So I'll, I'll, I'll kind of narrow this down, but the big picture aspect of these is they end up costing a consumer dollars dollars $1,500, $1,500, $1,500. I've seen them as high as $2,000. But what's interesting is how they do it is where it's not such a big pill to swallow as they bury it in your car payment. So you may have a $400 car payment that went to $450. You know, when, when you break it down monthly, people don't generally balk at it nearly as much. You know, I had one of my longtime customers come in yesterday and he bought a, a really, really nice Buick Enclave um, used, it had 70,000 miles on it. Fantastic vehicles. We see very little go wrong with those vehicles. And he said to me, Hey, by the way, Brad, I bought the extended warranty. I said, Oh, I said, Dave, I said, you could have taken me out to dinner with that money many times. And I said, I don't even want to know how much it is. I said, don't tell me. And my, my guess, it was probably $1,400. Wow. And you know, on the flip side of it, gave him peace of mind and all that good stuff. But I said, the problem is 
I said, Dave, you're never going to see that money back. Very unlikely. I said, the transmissions, I've never seen a transmission fail in one of these enclaves. They've been around for a long time. We had a customer with a GMC Acadia that had a failure of an evaporator core inside of the dashboard. Um, the customer actually did not have an extended warranty on it, but that was the one failure that we have seen in these because because the GMC Acadia, the Buick Enclave, the Chevy Traverse are all this, basically the same vehicles, same chassis and everything. It's all what the amenities they, they place inside those cars. And I, I didn't want to make them feel too bad, but I, I just said, you know, if you ever do this again, come to me, talk to me, because it was, quite frankly, a waste of over $1,000 worth of money. And, you know, he has a wife going into a home with Alzheimer's, and I just said, let's try to look at angles of not doing this anymore. So um, that's kind of the nuts and bolts of the big picture of those. Um, you know, one of the comments that came out of the periodicals that I read, but an uh, uh, organization by the name of consumeraffairs.com, um, that's consumeraffairs.com, had a quote in there that they said, from what we have heard, we suspect that most extended warranties are a waste of money that could be better spent on performing exquisite maintenance and it's still the best insurance of trouble-free motoring that maintenance is. So the point being is what they're extent, it's essentially telling folks is allocate that money, that $1,000 to $1,500 in the maintenance of the vehicle over that 250,000 miles. And you'll, you'll have that budget filled with that money. So essentially don't spend the money on the extended warranty. Um, the other in interesting aspect is Consumer Reports said that uh, when they surveyed the, the readers, uh, in the winter of 2011, they spend significantly more for a new car warranty um, than they got back in repair cost savings, or a used car warranty than they got back in repair savings. So um, it's it's a very common item that they sell, um, and most people do not get the return on investments. So you have a question. So I want to get this straight. Now you're saying that someone might spend fourteen, fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars on an extended warranty. Yes. But an option, and we've talked in the past about setting up a, a separate bank account or investment account for, for different things that you might put away money for on a regular basis. An option would be if you're willing to pay $1,400, dollars $1,600 to some insurance company for this package, instead of doing that, take that $1,500 and put this in that special account. Bingo. And then it's just sitting there. And then maybe even add $25, $30 a month to it just for then it's your money, right? Then it's just sitting there. And if you don't ever have to spend it, it's yours. Greg, you're a genius. You're an absolute <laughs> genius. Um, my rule of thumb, what I encourage customers to do for maintenance repairs on vehicles, 50 to $75 a month, put it away in the account. That way, when things come up, somebody taught me this 15 years ago. A customer taught me this 15 years ago. He said, I put 50 bucks a month in an account. I don't pay attention to it. When things happen to my car, I I have money sitting there to help pay for it. Um, so the number I think has increased to about $75 a month, um, based on operating expenses and things like that, but you are right on, save that money, you know, discipline yourself, put it into an account off to the side. And, you know, when things happen to your car and they will, I mean, it's a mechanical device. And I always say cars are less reliable than human bodies when it all boils down to it. We last 75 to a hundred years and cars last 20 years on and, average. And things happen to your body. And things happen in your body, yes. So <laughs> the I, older I, you get, exactly. The older you get. So um, yeah. The, the other unfortunate part of that, as you said, many people will take that fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars and roll it into their car payment. Yeah. And 
which is sometimes, if you're buying a new car, seven years. Hard to believe people will spend <laughs> be spending this money for seven years. But what you're doing is you're really taking out a loan for seven years to finance yes. that $1,400. Yes. Is that really a smart investment? Um, Probably not. You know the answer to that. <laughs> it, it, it's redundant, but yeah, it's it's not a smart investment long term. Um, but the, 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 the catch with our society is we're thinking monthly payment. We don't think long term and, you know, the amount of money that you spend uh, from a big picture standpoint. So one of the best advice my dad ever gave me was, you know, anytime I spent money was, hey, son, why don't you go ahead and annualize that? See how much it costs you a year to, you know, to go out to lunch three or four times a week. And it really hits you between the eyes when you annualize things. So I'm from the real estate industry and we had the same thing, only worse in the real estate industry because someone is going to go buy a house, going to finance it for 30 years, and they want to take, let's say, their closing costs, and they want to roll it into their their loan because mm-hmm. it's 2000 $3,000. They don't want to – maybe they don't have two or 3000 or they just don't want to put that out. So they say, you know, that's only going to cost me $25 a month. Right. But it's going to be for 30 years. So 30 they're years. taking out a 30-year loan to pay your closing costs. Mm-hmm. That just is not a good financial – Not a good financial decision. decision. And then in the end, you, you, they wonder why their kids don't have money for college or, you know, trade schools or anything like that. Or the, they don't have a, you know, decent retirement account because 25 bucks here, 50 bucks there, it, mm. it all goes away and poof, it doesn't come back. But you are right. People tend to think of it as monthly payment. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing they look at. I want my monthly payment to be X. And as long as it fits within X, I don't care. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But it hurts them in the long run. Yeah. So another interesting point on these... Um, these companies, a lot of them in St. Louis, like I mentioned, um, they have conventions, massive conventions that they exist on how to sell these extended warranties. So what they teach, and this is one of the verbiage that I extracted for, from their conventions, is they want you to, quote, leverage systems and data to drive extended warranty sales. They also teach you how to build a recurring revenue stream with extended warranties and maintenance, lower cost. And here's the big kicker lower your claims toward your program. <laughs> so the 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 reason the, the point behind this is they're not in business to lose money. And that's what everybody forgets is these companies they present to you that hey we're here to be your partner, we're here to help you, but they are truly truly not in business to lose money. It's it's no different than any other insurance company, but this return on investment and and this is a great one here. This point I have is the average loss on a thousand dollar investment is three hundred dollars. That means what that means is you spend a thousand dollars on an extended warranty, you will get seven hundred dollars in return of thing items that are covered. You have a water pump that goes out on your car, which most people pay for those out of their own pocket when water pumps go out of their car. Um, you end up having a deductible. Say it's a four hundred dollar water pump. You have a deductible of a hundred dollars plus a couple you know, occurring, you know, incidences that come up. So say you have $125 out of your pocket to pay for that water pump. So you get $275 in return. So, okay, you got 275 back out of the thousand. Then you have another thing fail. And most people end up getting $700 worth of work done over the life of those warranties. $700 of benefit. $700 of benefit after paying in a thousand. So it just, it just does not make sense. And how often... In your experience, it's an insurance company, let's face it, mm-hmm. where someone has a problem. They get, the, they get the extended warranty and they think, I'm covered. And in their mind, they're probably thinking, I'm covered for everything. Mm-mm. And then they find out <laughs> they have a problem. 
They go in and they, they file for it and the insurance company says, oh, I'm sorry, that's not covered. Exactly. Or I'm sorry, but you have a $200 deductible or something like that. How so, often does that happen? So real-time scenario, we're the ones that make the phone calls to the extended warranties. So they're, we're kind of the go-between. The customer can do it. We provide it as a service that we get on the phone and talk to these companies. I have explained to numerous people when I hang up the phone saying they don't cover it. <laughs> and the look on their face is, is bewildering. I mean, they, they sit there and they think it was covered bumper to bumper. And what's interesting is a lot of these companies have different levels. People make choices when they purchase them. Um, but they don't cover everything. They're in business to protect themselves. And that's what people tend to forget is, you know, long term, they want to make money. Just like everybody does, you want to be a profitable business, but I, I keep going back to the equation of $300 or $700 return on a $1,000 investment on average. You know, the other number that came up is, this is it really interesting. You know, it's like the, the gift cards that are out there that are purchased. A lot of these companies bank on gift cards not being used or being lost. We all know that. 42% um, of these warranties are never even used. So four out of 10 people don't even touch it. So they spend the $1,000, they forget about it, and it goes away and something happens on their car. Some of these maybe maybe have situations where repairs come up and they're under their warranty. They don't even bother looking because they either forget about it or don't want to go through the, the work of doing it. So keep that in mind. Or nothing bad happens. Or nothing bad happens. It's just like your home insurance. How many of us, how many of us pay home insurance time after time after time? Never have a claim. Never have a claim. Exactly. Um, so I, I always, I keep going back to the numbers with people and it's not an emotional decision at all on my part to, you know, discourage people from purchasing, purchasing these items. And, you know, the other background item is, and why they're making money is the other background item, as I mentioned it early in the show is cars are just flat made more reliable and you don't have the lemons out there per se that we used to have even five and 10 years ago, you had cars that were literally, you know, had Pattern failures is what we call them in our business. So, oh, yeah, it's certain model. It's it's going to have this, and we're going to see a ton of these water pumps that fail in these cars, and you literally do not have that in our automotive world. That's why automotive companies are getting more creative on on generating revenue. Um, I, I think the philosophy should be to gather more customers, not necessarily figure out more ways to make money, and we've covered that in other radio shows. Um, people have just different <laughs> philosophies on things. So, Do you happen to know, you may not because you don't, you don't sell them, but if a car dealership sells a person an extended warranty for fourteen hundred dollars, I wonder how much profit they make out of that. Uh, there's definitely there's definitely profit, and I mean they should. I mean they're taking the time. Those are the salesmen that are on the ground making the stuff happen. Um, and then, like any sales transaction, they should be rewarded for selling those packages. But you know, unfortunately, they're told the benefit side of it. They the salesmen don't necessarily see the other side of it that we see on a you know, somewhat daily basis where people don't get the entire thing covered or they're not covering the shop supplies or things that may come up and that $100 deductible turns into a $150 bill for them and just little bit, little items that add up. Salesmen don't see those items. They don't see those, those processes that take place with customers to see the look in their eye when things aren't covered. So I, I think if they were to see that, they wouldn't have the steam behind it on selling. So I'm not taking the blame away from them, but they also don't have that experiential side of uh, benefits not being covered. I wonder how many of those people that get disappointed like that actually go back and express that disappointment to the person who sold them the warranty. My, my guess is it's a low, it's a low number. 
they probably express it more to the company and the company has, you know, verbiage to rebut that type of disappointment, I guess if you want to call it. So um, I doubt the salesman ever see that, that aspect of the business. Very, very little. Um, unless they have a, you know, long-term relationship where they buy new cars from a specific salesman all the time. Um, but you know, people buying new cars, they, they don't have those repairs to do on the cars, So they never have to, they're the 42% of the people that never even use their, their warranty, their extended warranties. So I, I hope basically the whole point on all of this with folks is, you know, before you purchase, always think twice on these because they're going to, they're going to put it in the payment. And it's not going to feel so bad, but just save your money, put it towards your kid's college fund, put it toward a maintenance, you know, fund every month. Um, really stay away from that, those items. So, and the other thing to be careful for is you almost have to be a, a trained attorney to look through all these contracts. They're pretty deep and, and very, very detail oriented. Um, most people, I've, I don't think I've ever run across somebody that's ever read the the fine print on these warranties. But if you ever read the fine print, uh, you you would probably run as fast as you can away from one of these things. So you're saying the fine print is not there to protect the buyer. No, it's not there to protect the buyer. It's there to protect the company. So um, the other, the other one I've, we've run into is, you know, people have had transmissions that fail and sometimes these extended warranties will want to put in used parts. And I always say, uh, 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 if you got a deal where somebody's actually going to make money, on the company and they actually have an extended warranty and a transmission is $2,500, $3,000 new, absolutely, by all means, do not allow them to, you know, dictate to you what kind of transmission you can put in that car um, because it's a, it's a loss for them because there are winners out there. Don't get me wrong. There are winners, but it's pretty rare that you see people coming out ahead on these, on these warranties, extended warranties, not the factory warranties, extended warranties. Now, in that situation, how does the company handle it? Do they get the person on the phone and they just try to convince them to go you do a used uh, transmission or do they threaten them or how does that work? No, there's no threat. They just, they, they're encouraging them. Hey, we've got a source that we can find a used transmission. You know, we encourage you. We always have good, you know, good, uh, good production from these transmissions. And I always encourage people to subtly tell them, no, no, thanks. Let's just go with a new one. So um, it doesn't happen or occur very often because Main, the main part of the business that we see are other components that you just don't even think about replacing a used part, water pumps, timing belts, evaporator cores, um, things of that nature that fail on vehicles. You just, it's not even, a, it doesn't even come into the question. If somebody is wanting you to replace it with a, a used water pump, they're totally illegitimate company. Um, they're, they're talking about bigger things like two, three, four thousand dollar piece of equipment, used, used equipment on vehicles. Mm -hmm. So, Do extended warranties and for that matter, original manufacturer warranties transfer from one owner to another. Uh, they, yeah, there is verbiage in contracts that you can do that, but it's very rare that you see that happen. Very rare. Most of them, most of the companies are pretty smart. They don't want it going to the next owner. Hmm. Interesting. So, is that set in the contract, or I mean, it's in the contract. Yeah. What what it does is it increases the probability this company is going to have some kind of payout on the on the vehicle when it when it does fail at some point. So yeah, most of them are, have gotten really smart on that and do not transfer warranties. Really? I cannot remember the last time I've seen one that actually transferred, was able to transfer a warranty. You're talking about extended warranties Ex or? Extended. Now the factory, I've seen that where, where a customer, you know, a consumer A sells it to consumer B and the factory warranty remains. We've seen it in our business 
probably as late as the last three or six months where a customer bought a used car from someone. It was still under factory warranty. We had a car, you know, vehicle come in with a problem. We look up and research and find out, hey, you got a part that's under warranty. You know, in order to administrate this, you've got to go to the dealer to get it done. But, you know, it's a loss for us, but it's it's really not. I mean, you're doing the customer a favor. You're doing exactly like I'd want to be treated if I were in an independent um, automotive shop. So it happens. It does happen. Another question that comes to my mind mm-hmm. is, on TV, I've seen advertisements for a dealer in Bloomington, I won't mention their name, advertises lifetime warranty, buying a new car, lifetime warranty. Is that worth anything? Is that really a lifetime warranty, or what's the deal? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't. I don't know the details on what they cover under the lifetime warranty, but our, you know, being in business 65 years, not myself, but our, our company, our, our whole adage on lifetime warranties is there's always a catch. There is always a catch. It's a marketing gimmick to keep someone in their door. And as far as I'm concerned, in order to keep somebody in your door, you improve your customer experience. You improve the, the the experience the customer has when they come into your business, not give them these gimmicky lifetime warranty to keep the, car, the customer there. You might as well do it with customer service and don't do it with with gimmicks like that because they have. I, I can assure you they've got some kind of legalese put in there that the customer is going to pay if the car's got 280,000 miles on it and it's got a water pump that fails. They're going to pay somehow, some way, whether it's labor, maybe they cover the part which generally is a less expensive part of the repair on vehicles. So um, they're going to pay. So just buyer beware on lifetime warranties. We've always said that with anything we've seen, you know, we've seen some companies out there with lifetime warranties on brakes and they're, they're cute and everything, but guess what happens is they charge the customer for every bolt, every bolt installation procedure, everything that goes on that with the exception of the pads and generally, if you look at a window of a 250,000 miles and say you put on three sets of brakes, that customer is going to spend more at that shop than they would if somebody properly charged them every time when that customer wore out brakes. Mm-hmm. It's really an interesting uh, equation, but um, I, I, I shouldn't call it interesting. But if you step back and look at the big picture, uh, they won't lose. Those companies will not lose. They're not in business to lose money. So no. beware of lifetime warranties. <laughs> There's always a catch. Always a catch. I suppose all businesses are in to make money. It depends how you make money. Absolutely. And Absolutely. How, how you build customer base and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad had a really interesting comment. I, I think it came up 15, 20 years ago. And he said, we exist to build long-term relationships with customers, not to increase ticket sales when they're in. And I thought, hmm, that's an interesting concept. And it's actually in my book. Um, <laughs> and I, I talk about that. And it, that's not that's not the exact words, but that's the whole overall philosophy. Is I think if any business is in it for a long term relationship, not in it to basically get what they can every time a customer comes in, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna live for a long time as a business. So because that's what we do is we build relationships. So good business people should build relationships. You okay. know that being in the realtor world that's for many best, many years. Best way to do it. Best way to do it. You know you don't make big money. You know, short term, I get that. And you don't make big money long term, but you build relationships and you can you can build a business that, you know, we're third generation now. I don't know what the numbers are in generational businesses, but they're really, really low on second and third generations. Mm-hmm. A lot of businesses fail. Mm-hmm. So, Well, you mentioned your book. Should yes. we spend a few minutes talking about your book? Absolutely. Um, go ahead. So uh, the purpose behind the book was we do a lot of education in our business. 
lots and lots and teach people about what to do, what not to do. And quite frankly, I was getting frustrated by customers coming in our door, whether they're new customers, not with the customers, whether they're new or existing customers. And sometimes they have to go to other establishments to get work done, whether it be, you know, warranty work, whatever. And they would come in and say, hey, I got this. And they gave me an estimate on the car and the estimate's $1,600. And can you look through it and see if it's legitimate? Sure, we'll do it. So we start looking through it. And then we start recommending things that um, that are not on that list. So for example, we'll basically do a doctor's second opinion on a vehicle. And we come back and our report says, hey, you, you really only need $700 worth of stuff, in our opinion. So things like, brakes let's take brakes for example you know some organizations measure brakes by millimeters which is the perfect way to do it we measure them by millimeters but then we we translate that into a percentage so people can understand in their brain hey i've got 28 percent or 30 percent left on my brakes i've got plenty of brake life left so what they do is they turn around and they say hey you got two and a half millimeters left on your brake pads that's not very much yeah and the, the human brain thinks two and a half millimeters is not a lot but if the brake pad starts out at seven millimeters, there's a lot of brake pad left with two and a half millimeters. That's more like 20, 25%. So our recommendation is 10% or less. So I started getting really, really frustrated with people not having the knowledge in the industry to go, how can I combat my automotive shop? And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good shops around Peoria, lots of good shops. But what I'm on the quest to do is eliminate the I don't know if I want to go so far as the, the unethical side of the business, but the people that bend where their opinions is, are on things that need to be replaced. So we have a grading system. We have a one, two, and a three grading system. And what that means is really simple. One is, let's take a tie rod end, for example. A tie rod end is the, the ball and socket that connects your steering system to your wheels and allows you to turn. It's like a shoulder. So they have variances of one, two, and three. One's the infant stage where you've got a very, very tiny, tiny little bit of play where you don't need to spend the money. Two's the monitor stage where you say, hey, we're going to keep a close eye on this. It might be six, 12 months down the road when you have to replace it, but you don't need to replace it right now. Three's a severe stage where you need to do it right now. So what we're seeing were a lot of cars that are coming in and people are saying, hey, this particular organization said I need a tie rod in inner outer, do this, do that, you know, $600 estimate. We get in there and then they're at ones. And we're sitting there going, no, save your money. You don't need to spend your money right now. And it got really frustrating. So one of the purposes of this book is to teach people about the industry. And I'm not in the, I'm not in the business of taking everybody out of business, but I'm in the business of exposing what we do right and what we do wrong. So I talk about our philosophy. I talk about um, what, what we do and how we do things. I talk about the industry. I talk about what they do. And the other really key aspect of this is I talk about the, the, the ability to take care of vehicles. And I get a lot of grandparents that have grandchildren that are getting ready to, to drive and they come in and purchase this book. It's only 10 bucks. It's not a moneymaker for me. It is an educational piece. It's a, it's a branding of my business. And I don't know anybody in the industry right now in my area that's doing something like this. Not that I'm better or worse than anybody, but I just felt the need. And it's only, I think it's, 90 pages, maybe it's not very long. You can read, read it in an evening, but I really felt the need. All that knowledge I had inside my head, my dad had inside of his head. I want to get it on print and get it in people's laps. So people start understanding who we are, what we do, why we do things and why you should be very aware when you walk into places, um, into any organization that you do. I don't care if it's the automotive business. I don't care if it's a real estate business. I don't care what it is. 
the more information and knowledge you have, I think the better you can make a decision on what you're purchasing, service, products, whatever the case may be. So, so. Is, is the book a bestseller, yeah? It is not a bestseller. Mm-hmm. It does sell on Amazon for seventeen ninety five. but the purpose mm-hmm. I do it for $10 in our, in our business is I want people to come in and see our new facility. Um, so I get, I get people to walk through the door and, Hey, can I get a copy of your book? Somebody told me about it. Yeah, sure. Um, and I'll, I'll give them away during promotions. You know, we got regular promotions that occur throughout the year and I'll, I'll give books away. And I've had I, one of my former swim coaches came in and bought five copies for all of his kids. It was interesting. I said, okay, well, you know, I think it was a stocking stuffer for the, the Christmas time for him. So, but it's, it, to me, it's a, to me, it's an advanced business card. To the end user, it's a great piece of information that I promise you, you'll save your money and then some. You will get your ten dollars back tenfold, and then some by reading this book. Hmm. It's a, it's an interesting read. So it's available at Beachlers, mm-hmm. which is located at University and War Memorial Drive. Mm-hmm. And um, available any place else? You mentioned Amazon. Uh, Amazon's the only other place that's available. Our business and Amazon. Mm-hmm. If you look it up, uh, I think you just do a search on Beachlers Vehicle Care. Mm-hmm. And it'll pull right up on Amazon. Okay. So, all right, and ten bucks with you, seventeen on Amazon. So if you're local, it's better to go in and buy for ten bucks, right? Yep. All right, great. Absolutely correct. Well, it looks like we've done it again. We've spent a half hour talking about cars, car mm-hmm. repair, and today extended warranties. Uh, very interesting discussion. I hope people take this to heart because mm-hmm. it's a very, very uh, cost intensive kind of thing. So I absolutely, hope people listen. So all right, thanks everybody for joining us today on the Car Guy and PeoriaLife.com. And we'll see you again next week. PeoriaLife.com. 